0: and welcome back to the Walton Biz Talk, a podcast where we have casual conversations about professional things. My name is Emily Kelly.
1: And I'm Cole Eichelberger.
0: So today's episode features an interview that Cole had the opportunity to have with Ted Davis, the Director of Talent Acquisition at Shot & Solar.
1: This episode was recorded earlier in the year and we've been saving it for the end of the semester to give our listeners some interview ideas to think about over winter break. all righty then okay tad davis is the director of talent acquisition at shine solar a commercial and residential solar company based in rogers arkansas who have been providing customers from kansas to texas with solar solutions to their energy needs since 2016. tad is also the founder and ceo of alpha bravo company a black agus ranch here in northwest arkansas a graduate of Southern Arkansas University with a Master of Science in Leadership Coaching. Tad, welcome to Walton Biz Talk, and please correct me if I've left anything out of that bio.
0: It's too much. It's more than I deserve credit for, but no, absolutely, (laughs)
1: it's perfect. I I don't know about that. I think they're they're all things you've done, so I think we better give you credit for them. (laughs) There we go. I appreciate it. First thing I wanted to get into, um, you have you know, there's so, there's so much interviewing and pitching, you know, in telling your story. What have you found to be the best way to concisely tell your own story in interviews or just in business?
0: It's a great question. You know, I think, number one, um, the number one thing that that anybody looking to employ somebody is looking for is authenticity. Um, so many times. I feel like it's a rehearsal sometimes it, it, we don't we don't get the actual person and uh it it's not the performance that we're looking for it's the real raw motivation that somebody has and so you know, when somebody is pitching or telling their story um it's all about who they are and what they've done uh it, we're really trying to get to know who the person is it's a passion of ours in this industry uh and we want to know who somebody is and so uh I would say the best thing to do is Maybe even not rehearse it. Maybe even not stand in front of a mirror and have this conversation with yourself. Know who you are and bring that to the table when you speak to a potential employer,
1: and great things will happen. I'm not going to lie, that that that's a that's a fresh take on that for me. Uh, can I ask you for, let's say, for some some younger folks maybe who aren't quite sure of where they are. Maybe they're not quite sure. They don't have that that same level of confidence, right? It takes a while to you know really have a good understanding of who you are, strengths and weaknesses, and to have, I guess, sort of get over that, uh, that imposter syndrome, you know, sure. H- how do you real quick, we, we talk a lot about, you know, the ideas of faking it until you make it, but I really like that, that bringing that passion and real authenticity. Can I ask, how do we, is there a, is there a, shall we say a more direct way to get to that point? Or is it simply a matter of it's just life? We'll see everyone's going to get there at a different point.
0: Another great question. I think the approach of just bringing yourself to the table is huge. Mm-hmm. We we spend a lot of time especially on platforms like these um doing a lot of rehearsing. Here's here's what we need to expect. Here's what you know, and and the reality is expect the unexpected in in a sense of you can't always properly um you, you're not going to know all the questions somebody's going to ask. You're To the contrary, what we're trying to do, uh, if I was a student looking for an opportunity, I'm trying to figure out what somebody's thinking on the other side. The reality is, I I feel like we need to shift away from that. We're seeing a bunch of prepared people um, in great ways, which is really good. Tons of positivity there. And then sometimes there's over-preparation that that dilutes yourself and who you are and your story. So to answer your question... um, story suppression has been, I think, rampant potentially in the workplace just because it's like, okay, how do you fit in to my organization? It's not always that way. I think we're shifting to a, a I, I hope we're shifting to a place of uh, reciprocity where I am equally as concerned about your success with my organization that I am, uh, that you're fit for us as well too. And so the only way we can figure figure that out or to tell the story is to uh, explore who somebody is, um, what their motivations are. They've, everybody has a story to your point. It may mm-hmm. not be a professional story, but everybody has a story that's gotten them to this place in time. And, uh, I, I really love and respect when we speak about that because, um, it, it lets, again, on, on my side, it lets me know who somebody is and why they're looking for something, whether they came from a background of very successful people and they're, they're looking to, to continue that mm-hmm. or where, whether, um, you're going to talk to somebody that, that, maybe it's their first time going through college um or or maybe it, it, there is no college there is no background in that way but they've been a hard worker to get to where they've uh come and so the story is important um and and it doesn't have to be perfect so my my advice would be tell the story that you have don't make it something that it's not and uh let us really get to know you because an employer should value you for that uh mm-hmm. and and we need to make sure that's
1: apparent as well Okay. No, no, that that that. I'll be honest. That kills uh, two questions with one stone. That's excellent. Uh, awesome. Next question I have for you: Where do you find passion for your work on days where you've hit a wall? You know, where where do you find that drive when you are? You know, uh, yeah, when you've hit a little bit of exhaustion. Yeah.
0: I would say the biggest place is things are constantly going to change. Uh exhaustion uh can can be a constant depending on how you look at it. I feel like there's not enough coffee or sleep in the world for non-exhaustion, right? <laughs> Red Bull, I don't drink that, but uh the the biggest constant that we have in our lives uh is our why. Um your why doesn't ebb and flow, your why doesn't lose momentum or speed because that's the actual fuel that will get you to through past uh what we perceive to be walls the other thing i would say is this um there there are two ways to look at a wall a wall can be a a stoppage and a stopping point uh and a wall can be okay how in the world am i getting over this thing and and the other side probably looks pretty cool so i would say The best we possibly can is, is a maintaining your why make sure that you revisit your why every day. Otherwise you're going to lose speed with anything, no matter how good or bad. Right. Um, The other part of that is just as far as you're talking about with passion. um, I I don't think passion should be something that ebbs and flows either your passion for what you do uh, day in and day out. And for me, that's, that's helping people. I come from a background of, uh, you know, recruiting, like you say, business ownership, um, coaching, uh, mm-hmm. basketball coaching, college basketball coaching. And your why should always be to help people in that way. Your why should be um, uh, to to be passionate about whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, it doesn't matter if, if you know, if, if you're a server, you're going to serve the best that you can. Somebody make sure their experience is as good as possible. Tips are important, right? Mm-hmm. On the other side of that also is um, with your why and something in a professional setting or something of that nature as well, too uh what is your why is it to grow is it to grow is it to to help your company grow um what is the big picture for you what is what does the next year to five years look like for you in that organization uh and your your why will also evolve as well too so um that's what gets you through hard days there are going to be mm-hmm. hard days but that's what makes the good days worth it um if if every day was phenomenal that would also become monotonous too so mm-hmm. you got to make sure that you maintain that why and that's going to continue you uh in your longevity and your passion too
1: okay well in for students in their quest to sort of like find that why and find a lot of that passion uh, it seems like you found a great deal of passion you know in sales and in leadership uh, what what experiences would you recommend students you know take on you know what walls would you recommend they try to climb over to find their own niches
0: That's an incredible question, too. There's so many layers to this, and and that's why I love these conversations. Um, You know, I I, I genuinely think there are real walls and there are walls that we construct. Mm -hmm. The walls that we construct, we need to immediately tear down. We need to seek advice, uh, seek counsel, seek, you know, uh, somebody that's been there and done that. And what you'll find out quickly is not all the walls are, A, real be as big and daunting as you think they are uh and see permanent. Um and so when we when we start to change our perception, it changes things. And one thing I would say is this um there there's abundance mentality and there's scarcity mentality. And and what has kept me from scarcity mentality uh and a bunch of very successful people that I have the opportunity to speak with um staying curious Staying mm-hmm. curious. Curiosity uh, is, is a huge fuel for who we are and who we become and who we continue to, to develop into. And uh staying curious again helps you change your perspective on what those walls are. That being said, there are very real walls that are in place sometimes. Um, and those things are are something that we can affect on the front end. You know, we can we can make sure that we set ourselves up for success. Uh, we can make sure that. We are ready to to present. we we're, we're you know, if you're going into an interview or something like that, um, you're your most confident self. Whether that be in a suit and uh, tie, whether that be in a dress, whether the, you you've got to be your most confident self um, and give yourself every opportunity to succeed as well there too. So there are things on the front end that we can do um, to make sure that we prepare for that. But there are also very real. Um, in the sense of very real fake walls that we perceive in our minds and, uh, and the goal is, oh, not to feel crazy that, that you perceive them to be walls, but the goal is to seek advice from somebody that's been there and done that, who will say, Hey, you're overthinking this. Don't overthink Mm -hmm. it. Be yourself. Uh, And again, if they don't appreciate you for who you are, I promise you don't want to work there. Right. Um, So be yourself, go in there confident and make it happen. And so um, mentorship is a huge part of this game in my mind, Mm -hmm. making sure that you align yourself with the right people to speak life into you. And really what we speak to ourselves is what's going to come to fruition uh, if we're being honest. And so be my answer to that question.
1: To pick up off of that, for uh, regarding mentorship, uh, you're talking about the importance of mentorship. C- could you speak to some of the mentors in in your life, be it going further back or recently, that have helped you, uh, you know, figure out this path and realize the value and advice? Absolutely. So
0: I, I've got an interesting history, uh, right. just in terms of uh, work history, and that has really led me to this point in time, and. Um, far before that there have been people in, in my life that, that have helped, I would say mold me, Um, maybe not even intentionally, but just things that you take from people. There's a great picture that's out there on LinkedIn, Facebook of an older individual with missing pieces of themselves, holding a hand of a younger child and having filled in pieces of Mm themselves. And I, I believe that's the same with, with grown adults as well, too. Uh, Reason being is, you know, as long as we're have a mindset of growth, a growth mentality and, and, you know, never stagnant, always growing. We need to take people's advice or take uh, an example from somebody else. And for me, um, I've had phenomenal coaches in my life, both uh, life coaches and then also basketball. Like I said, that's, it's kind of a background. There are people that have led me into coaching um, because of their, their example, there are people that led me into coaching because of how a terrible example they were. And it made me want to be the good example mm-hmm. there too. Right. Um, you take thing from every, take something from every conversation that you have. Um, I love uh, our our partnership here uh, at shine in particular. This is a group of just very much growth minded people. Um, and also if you think about it, um, solar in Arkansas, it hasn't always made sense. And so it takes a very strategic mindset um, to figure out how in the world do we do this thing? Like, Mm -hmm. What what does that look like? What does our branding need to be like? What does our messaging need to be like? So I've learned a ton from them. Um, Nick Gordon uh, and Caleb Gordon are uh, local. Um, They're brothers from right here in Rogers. And I've taken a ton from them um, you know, Nick Gordon, our CEO, he, he sold a dish company to dish network, uh, and he bought a bank in 2009, right after the 2008 recession. And wow, people said, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? He said, right. Oh, it was 90% off. And if banking goes away, we've got bigger problems. <laughs> so yeah. That to me is visionary, right? And yeah. So vision is so important. Even. Going to a granular level on every single person's life, you've got to have a vision. If you don't have a vision in place, things won't just happen. Mm-hmm. Um preparation gets you to a certain point, and then action upon that vision takes you to another point. So um currently, um very much uh mentors, also partners in the business. Um, you know, they're there are ownership here, but incredible to watch what they've done. A um, B I've had incredible coaches that have, I've been coached by, uh, and then also that I've coached with that, um, you just pick up things along the way and, you know, we're all our own brand. Um, and so brands are made up of, uh, things that have gone well in other people's lives and things that have gone very wrong for them. And so, um, equal are both important. You know, a lot of people, uh, on platforms like this or myself on LinkedIn, I'm always talking about the positive aspects negative aspects are equally as important because it keeps you humble. Uh, It keeps you wanting to learn more. It keeps you, you know, perfection in my eyes is never the goal, but the best version of myself is, and those are two very different things. And so, um, you know, seeking people, people's perspective in different industries, organizations, I talk to people every day in different organizations. Um, You know, what, what keeps you moving? What keeps you going? What's, what, what keeps your passion maintaining that? And I'll be honest with you, there are many different answers that filter down to a very similar answer and that is uh passion and people mm-hmm. um which sounds crazy but uh, life change is important to be on the, the the front end of that, especially with what I get to do is awesome. Um, and employers want to place people because they know the potential that that holds for them um and and getting to place somebody early on also too that that is incredibly talented but hasn't been given an opportunity yet it's incredible to be a part of that journey. You know, I can't imagine Mm -hmm. being on the early end of, uh, some, some very successful people in my mind, like coach K, uh, Duke, like I can't imagine who his mentor was early on and watch what he's done or even in business. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, even, even the Walton's so many different people and examples. So the goal is, um, staying hungry and, and finding mentors and the best way to find mentors is community and connection. Um, doesn't have to be the industry that you're wanting to go into, it doesn't have to be uh the background uh for to, to, to build on what you're looking to do in the future. Uh, it's just authentic, uh, authentic people. Um, if you can align yourself with authentic people that don't have an agenda to speak to you but genuinely want to help you grow, it's hard to go wrong.
1: I guess to that's a I might have to edit this out. That's a great answer. That's a fantastic Let's go. answer. Let's oh, go. Man. All right, my <laughs> awesome. last, my last question for you, Tad. What made you take up ranching? Is it something that's part of your family? What, 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 cause I know calfing season just happened. I know you're busy enough. So t- tell I, me what got you into it.
0: I've never done it before. I've never done it before.
1: Oh, that's, oh, that's exciting. Um,
0: yeah. So that leads into a pretty cool. I'll, I'll keep it pretty short, but a pretty cool story. Um, I am addicted to things that I've never done before. Here's what's interesting about me. Um, some of my background I've lived everywhere from LA to DC to Costa Rica to everywhere in between. Um, my dad was in the airline industry, um, and, and developed into an incredible business person. Um, and watching that happen was awesome, but I was a complete introvert, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't like talking in front of people. Um, I've, I've now, he noted and emceed plenty of speeches, um, but I was a person that was uncomfortable with change. I didn't embrace change. I, you know, we moved every year or two years, you know, to a new hub city for the airline industry that my dad was in, and uh, that was that was hard on me. But looking back, it really created this thing in me on okay, you know, actually when that paradigm does shift through mentorship, counseling, you name it, influence, right? Um, mm-hmm. It prepared me for the future better than I could have imagined. That segues into this. I have always wanted a uh, a piece of land uh, and to be able to do that here in Northwest Arkansas is incredible. Uh, but via mentorship, curiosities led me into starting a farm. Here's, here's the biggest reason. One is um, I've got two kiddos, uh, five and one and a half now. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that that I try to provide everything for them that I may not have had growing up. Um, my dad didn't let me know it, but um, you know I love Spaghettios, but I didn't know that was the only thing we could afford at the time. You know, mm-hmm. and again, that's part of my why is where we've come from uh, and watching my dad grind through the process and and you know being a, a C-suite level and Fortune 500 companies. Uh, he actually didn't even have a degree. So that was motivation to me. Mm -hmm. But he also showed me the route to take, to not have to go through some of that stuff, which is why education is important. But long and short of it is through mentorship, one of the best ways um, that I could create this for my family um, was actually starting this business. And so a couple of things the business accomplishes. Uh, It accomplishes doing something crazy, new, and, uh, it, it satisfies a piece of my mind and heart that, that I didn't know it needed, um, learning. And the only way to learn is to dive head first into something there. There's a book called, um, burn the boats. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that concept because I don't want to talk about a plan B or C because I'm planning for failure if you're not, you know, planning to succeed in that way. And, uh, so it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to buy some cows and start a farm. Well, Tad, have you ever done that before? <laughs> Nope. You know, and of course, in the farming industry, the question is like, OK, does he have any idea what he's getting into? The answer is no, I didn't have any idea. Um, but through mentorship, learning, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's been incredible. Um, and it's a small farm, but we did. Uh, and calving season happened. And for my kids to experience that, to learn hard work um, in the form of hard work here is not hard labor for me. It's mm-hmm. it's intellectual and, and conversational Hard work on the farm is different, you know, Mm -hmm. and and both are very important. Uh, Being a well-rounded person involves that skill set. So, A, that's important to me. But B is making money and retaining money. Um, The farm, it it doesn't make a ton of money currently. It does not, and that was never the goal for that. Mm -hmm. However, the biggest piece for me was retaining the money that I'm able to make in this industry uh, and and also farming via um, tax purposes and things like that. I would have known nothing about that if it wasn't for my mentors as well, too. Um, you know, there there are ways to make sure we're able to keep and retain money beyond completely legally. It's an incredible gift to be able to do both, uh, mm-hmm. which is of the mo- uh, utmost importance. And so benefits my family monetarily. Um, the experience is a bunch of fun mm-hmm. talking to a whole, you know, an entirely new set of people uh, and learning different lingo. You know, I, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Haying a field was a thing. I would think it's like cutting hay on a field and then you have hay bales and no, you're out there haying a field. I didn't know that. So there there, there are different ways to sharpen in 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 ways that you wouldn't imagine through different industries, which is why I said, hey, let's let's found and start a cattle farm, um, a yeah. Black Angus ranch, and let's see where it takes us. Um I think that's gonna take us into some nonprofit stuff too, service type of things. And so uh, and then also. It's important to retain the money that we do make. And uh and and this has given us an outlet to do that as well, too. So I haven't always wanted to be a cattle farmer. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's it's been incredible. I've learned an immense amount of uh, trial and error that's important, of of things from the realm of, of hey, seek advice before you just go try it because the goal right. is doing things uh as best as you possibly can with fewer swings, right? Fewer at bats and fewer right. tries. That's actually helped me in this role as well, too. And it's going to help me uh, for years to come. So that's really why I started the cattle farm.
1: Well, Ted, I, I can't take any more of your time. Thank you so much for coming on uh, Walton Biz Talk. I, I hope we get to interview you in the future.
0: Let's do it. I'll look forward to it. It's been awesome, and I appreciate the invite. I look All forward right. to helping out however I can.
1: Thank you to our editor, Angela, and thank you to our social media team, Jackson and Sophia. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the Walton Biz Talk. This will be our last episode of the podcast, as we're going to be moving on to a few different projects this coming semester, which you will all be able to keep up with on our Instagram accounts. It's been a pleasure hosting the show, and though I know my next casual conversation won't be recorded, uh, I am looking forward to it, and I hope that all of you are looking to the future conversations that you'll get to have about all the professional things in your life. Thank you again for tuning into the Walton Biz Talk. And we wish all of you a good holiday break.
0: Thank you so, so much to all of our listeners for being a part of this semester with us. And we hope that y'all have a really fun and safe winter break. Thank y'all.